0: Okay, so today's episode is all about commercial landlord or Airbnb host. Which method, which option is best for you? There are so many questions that you may want to ask yourself, especially if you have not yet gotten started. There are so many ways to make money in the short-term rental industry. And if you are a listener of Airbnb with D, then you know for me, it has always been bigger than Airbnb. It's about business something that you can multiply, scale, and pass down to your children or your family members. So stay tuned as we dive in, finding out which method may be the best method for you and the easiest way to do so. I am so grateful to God and thankful to be back recording and speaking with you all about how you can change your situation and bring extra income into your households. I have not been feeling well over the past few weeks and so I haven't been able to record any podcasts. I've also have not been posting on the Instagram page or the Facebook page. And I am just so grateful to be here not quite 100% but I am almost there guys. So Let's talk about how we can make the best decision for your business, whether that is as an Airbnb host, a traditional Airbnb host, or a commercial landlord. Those of you that are in the Airbnb with the Facebook group, you know that I have a boutique suite as well as a commercial space that I rent out and rent to others. And so this is why I can bring an option like this to you because for many of you, you are starting this the right way with the thought in mind hey, I'd like to add another profitable segment of business to my operations. I'd like to increase my profits. I'd like to make some money for my down payment of my house, my land, right? So, we're wanting to see what is the best option at this time. And then, some of you are getting some ideas for how you want to start, which is why this is an amazing episode to have come across because you may figure out that being a commercial landlord is something that identifies more with what you plan to do even in the next two years, five years, and 10 years for your business. I have been in business since I was a teenager. I was raised by an entrepreneur. And guys, one thing I can tell you is a business without a plan is a train wreck. It's not even a goal, a wish, or a desire, any of that cute stuff. It is a train wreck, guys, because when you start stuff just to make money and not to make sense, oh my gosh, it'll feel like you're chasing a dollar with every venture. And what it also blinds you of is the ability to reasonably and critically think. So there is a possibility that an investment may not be a good idea at a certain time, in a certain location, but when we're driven by other ambitions, we'll try to find a way to be optimistic with that. And here's the difference. There is no optimistic, pessimistic with business. There's analytics. Most of the things that we're doing before or that we're doing now have been done before. So let's just start with the fact that even the bible tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. So to me that means that the business venture that i am pursuing, there's possibly someone that has excelled in this, right? Let's duplicate their methods. That's one of the reasons why you come to the Airbnb with D podcast, but one thing we have to also recognize is that timing is a factor too. I have a couple that i mentor and anyone that signs up for the mentorship, i let them know, "Hey, there are some things that you're going to need. It is possible to start your business with low funds, right? Let's say you have $150 to your name. You're going to need to get some more money. And I go over ways how you can get money. But ultimately, there are things that you can do with little to no funds and build yourself up to. So if someone is starting with, let's say they have $500 and they don't have a business. Well, of course, you know, you have to pay to get your business registered and all of that. You're going to need funding to do that before we can even talk about business credit. You have to become a business. So let's be real with ourselves in the fact that there are some things that you're going to have to have funding. Anyone can build it. Anyone can make it right. Anyone can go to the bank and get a loan. Anyone can spend 60 days building their business credit and using vendor accounts, tier one, tier two. But you have to even have time to dedicate to that. So starting a business, starting a profitable business doesn't mean that you also start off where that other person started off. You have to be real with yourself. So in us being real with ourselves, we ask ourselves, how much can we afford to give to this venture? How much money do we have? How much time do we have? Do we have small babies? Are we starting a new job? Are we in grad school? What are we doing right now? How much do we have to allot to this venture? And based off what we have, based off of our variables, what is the best way to get started? So this was my question to myself last year as I was looking to scale more short-term rental ventures, but also realizing that Atlanta is quite oversaturated. So if you were to go to um, all the rooms right now or AirDNA, And you just do a search of Atlanta. It's going to show you the thousands upon thousands of thousands of Airbnbs. Now, another thing Atlanta is booming with is businesses. Oh my gosh, there's so many amazing businesses here. If you take a search on Peerspace.com, you'll see how many businesses have now become multi-purpose like businesses and have listed their space for hourly rent. And they're making more money than we were making as traditional Airbnb hosts. So this is where you have to ask yourself, what is my output and what am I getting back? So let's talk about a traditional Airbnb host. An Airbnb host typically rents out their property, such as a house, an apartment, a room, on a short-term basis to travelers or guests. Airbnb is a popular online platform we all know that not only facilitates short-term rentals, but experiences as well. This is the thing though, Hosts often have to fully furnish the units and provide amenities similar to hotels, but on a smaller scale. So you have to have a bed. You have to have a place for the guests to sit, okay? You have to have running water. You have to have a refrigerator, right? These are things that you have to have. And the rental durations for these guests can range from a few nights to several weeks, depending on whatever their need. But a commercial landlord is someone who rents out commercial properties or spaces or suites to businesses for long-term leases. So these properties are typically designed and equipped for commercial purposes only. And even some of the spaces you'll see on Peerspace.com are commercial spaces. You'll notice there is no bed for you to sleep and things like that, but they do have it set up nicely for photo shoots. So you'll typically find these spaces to be office spaces, retail spaces, storefronts, um, industrial spaces, buildings or warehouses, things with loading docks and stations. There are people that even rent stuff like that on Peer space. I don't know if they're doing it for the movies or what, but hey, it's booming. And the rental agreements are usually for an extended period of time. So being that I've gone through this now, I'll explain the difference. When you are renting out commercial space, you're going to go ahead and put that under your business. It's already assumed that it'll be under your business. Now, a lot of the things that I like is for your business, if you are under two years old, oftentimes you're able to use your own information to kind of supplement that as like a co-signer, but it's not the same way as getting an apartment. And oftentimes it's not even the same type of credit checks. These business credit checks are completely contingent upon the owner or the landlord of the property that you'll be renting from. So let's say you find a nice four to six office suite space available and it's about $1,300 a month and you get four or five office suites with that. Well, you know that you will just go in as the tenant, you'll be leasing that entire space and then you'll rent off each of those suites to individual businesses. Now, of course you'll need a theme and a plan to make sure it's congruent and to make sure that the tenants that you select are not only a good mix to be around each other, um, but also in compliance with the building. Because a lot of the things with these office spaces is this. They'll say, you can rent it out, but it's only ideal for like, business offices, lawyer, litigation firms, dental firms. Sometimes you may get a space that says, hey, you can't provide any beauty services here. You'll definitely get a lot of spaces that say no nails because most of these places are not even insulated to accommodate that. So office spaces are great, and you have to find the right one, similar to finding the right Airbnb. It has to be a space that will allow whatever you select to go there. So I've seen people put beauty themes there, um, meaning that they're only going to rent it out to beauty professional, eyelashes, um, estheticians, things like that. And then there's other ones where they may lease out two of the office suites, but then the other two decorate those, to put those on PeerSpace. That's something else that you could do this is still all putting you in the short-term rental category and making money. The difference is if you are leasing suites long-term, this is a more profitable plan for you. Almost always, depending on what place or type of office commercial space you're getting, but almost always, it is cheaper to rent out a commercial space with four to five or six suites than it would be to even go into lease an apartment. And it's just because an apartment is where people are living. So of course they can squeeze a little bit more because they have more connections. They'll have the dishwasher for you, the refrigerator for you when you're leasing these spaces. But when you do the commercial route, even if they don't have the refrigerator for you, there are often connections inside of the space. And with a little funding towards your renovations, you can make the space whatever you want it to. So this is something you can't often do when we go in apartments because an apartment is an apartment. We can try to squeeze extra room out of a room, but we can't really remodel it to look different unless we're willing to change it back before our lease is up. But in a commercial space, they're used to people going in and making those changes. So I do recognize that this option is not for everybody. So a a few questions you definitely wanna ask yourself is, are you looking for flexible short-term rentals or long-term leases? Let me give you an example. Let's say that you are a nurse, a traveling nurse, and you're looking to branch out of that career. You're looking to go into something that is comparable financially but just takes a little bit less of your time, then you may want to rent off to someone on a long-term basis, at least until you're able to get out of the space that you're wanting to transition out of comfortably and then scale to your next property. Maybe jumping into something like Airbnb could be a little daunting because not only do you have to get the place, furnish the place, you also have to create a plan that makes sure you're booked and busy through the months to come through the duration of your lease so that you're not finding yourself paying for an apartment or home that's not being booked, right? Commercial spaces are a tad different. Yes, there is a lot high turnover. You may have someone sign up for, with you for a month. You may have someone rent with you for five weeks and then tell you they have to go. But you still would have gotten their deposit, and you still would have gotten their weekly rent because most of these retail spaces, when you're leasing them out, you're seeing people pay $250 a week or something like that for rent, right? That means that that's what you get to charge depending on the square foot. It is so much more that goes into this, guys, because the sizing of your rooms, how many suites you have available. These things are all in the factor. If you are in the Airbnb with the Facebook group and you have any questions about it, I've already put a post in there. Drop under that post and ask any questions you'd like. I'm happy to answer them. It's just this episode, I do not want it to be overwhelming um, with all of the information because it is a lot. It's a different path completely. So you can either launch your short-term rental business in your traditional Airbnb format, or you can become a commercial landlord and scale even faster. It is completely up to you. So the second question you want to ask yourself is, do you prefer hosting travelers and creating unique experiences or renting to businesses? Let's say that you are a lawyer, right? And you're going through law school, business law, then it may even be fitting of you to get into the office space, the commercial landlord space, and learn everything that you can and have real life experience to apply to your practice. These are things that you have to truly consider because it is possible that your business can be congruent with what you're doing now. Everything doesn't have to be a side hustle or a side business. When you hear people say things like side hustle and side business, they're basically saying ways that they make money that has nothing to do with other ways that they make money. And when you really sit and think about that, guys, how can you almost not start getting a little crazy if every day you're doing something different? It's a different, different, different. It's like, oh my gosh, you have to be kind to yourself, to your mental health, and know that businesses are not built out of chaos. So let's, you know, have a plan for it. And the third things that you wanna ask yourself is, do you even want to learn the tips, the tricks, or the legalities for success in either venture? This is so important because I've mentored people where we've just found out they just don't you know, really care for having to fill out the permits and making sure the calendar is booked. They just realize that's just not their thing. But they like more of the business structure. They like more of the renting off to individual Tenants, businesses, because businesses and business people usually have sense. So if you are coming to me with um, your LLC and good standing and your deposit, typically you're handling business like we want landlords to look at us when we're trying to rent Airbnb properties or properties to put on Airbnb. So it's the same thing. It's just you put yourself in control. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person asking for permission to Airbnb out an apartment or a home? Or do you want to be the person making the decision on if a business is a good fit for your new retail or office space and what deposit amount you should be charging them? It is completely contingent upon you. But finding your right rental path is important because some of you are more bosses than you realize. And some of us, you know, you know, your boss is in training, so that's fine. But let's not minute what you are. If you're already dead, let's be it. Maybe commercial landlording is something that you want to dive into. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I will meet you if you have questions in the Airbnb with D Facebook group. I am happy to answer them for you.